they would not his refund money. his money, would not give him his money back, goes to court, and uh, Air Canada basically said, well, the chatbot's not an employee. This is just, uh, you know... That guy doesn't even work here. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically yes, what they does. said. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Coming up on 613 this Monday morning. What's your problem now? I'm fine. I haven't I'm seen fine. you for a week and a half. You come back in this shape, in this condition to I, me. I feel like a million bucks. <laughs> Lost the voice over the weekend. Still looking for why, it. Why did that happen to you? You were just coming off vacation. Yeah, I had a great vacation. And uh, I think I was fighting something during the vacation. And then my body's now recovering from that. And this is what it decided to right. do to you, right? Like, M- yeah. Take away the one thing you need most <laughs> to do your job is your voice. I emceed the uh, JDRF event over the weekend, JDRF Gala, which was awesome. They raised between Milwaukee, Madison, and Appleton. They raised more than a million dollars, $1.3 million for it's type 1 diabetes research. Yes, it's a great night. Great night. I couldn't be more proud of that and to be a part of that. And then yesterday I had to coach some soccer. So I'm like, Really, really trying to not use my How did voice. You coach soccer with that voice. Don't I you have didn't, to yell stuff I out? I didn't. I had a guy sitting hey, next Johnson. to me. Hey, Johnson. Yeah, you do. Ball. You do. So I had a guy next to me. I kept tapping his shoulder. He got too caught up in the game. I'm like, man, hey, I need you to help me suffer. You had a voice guy? <laughs> I did. So you were like calling in the plays, but yeah. somebody else had to. Yeah, and then he'd bark at the ref for me. <laughs> That's right. Go tell that ref he's full of it. <laughs> we'll get him out of there. Tell him. We made it. We made it. But yeah, so I, I, it's getting better. It's getting better. Today is uh, kind of a big day here at WTMJ. Largely, this program remains unchanged, but as we've been talking about for quite some time, our new lineup is rolling out today, so things will sound a little bit differently after 9 o'clock. But yeah. this program, we're just clicking on all yeah, cylinders. We keep, doing, right? we keep doing what we do, right? Well, I said we had a lot of our partners in the station last week and gave them sort of an opportunity to ask questions about the lineup and mm-hmm. th- how things were going to work, and I had to get up there and give a 90-second spiel on Wisconsin's how'd, morning news. How'd it go? I said, good? Well, you'll notice not much different with our show because it was already perfect. So you, know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you don't want to mess with that. Uh-huh. This show is perfect. <laughs> Six fifteen. We got sports coming up next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Offices. One call. That's all. Sports desk. Bucks play next on Friday nights. The All Star break is fully upon us. Hopefully, not too much time to allow All Star MVP Damian Lillard to cool off. And the East will bring it up from left to right this time as we watch it courtside. And Dame Lillard said, "I want the MVP," and drills a logo three to open up the second half. You can't defend that. You can't defend that. <laughs> then do keep doing it. Then do it Friday. No one was real interested in defending much <laughs> anything anyway. Bucks Lillard uh, on the Giannis Antetokounmpo captained. East team was just pouring it in from everywhere. And we have 26 seconds to go. 208 to 186. Half court Lillard. Yes! Might have just sold it right there. Damian Lillard with a triple from half court. He's got 39. And he did indeed seal the MVP. East over the West All-Stars in Indianapolis. 211 to 186. He won the three-point contest, too. The night before. Yeah. Second year in a row. Record set for most points scored by a team and most total points. Oh, by the way, yes, the night before Lillard won the three-point shooting contest. You know, you just got to keep shooting the ball. And I think in a game like this, you know, it's going to be pretty loose. And you're going to get your opportunities. Uh, being in the, the starting lineup, I knew I'd play longer stretches, get more minutes. And um, I just told myself I'm going I'm to be aggressive and I'm going to keep firing. I saw a couple go in, and after that, it was just like I'm going after it. So that was it. That was it. 
Giannis had 23 points, though, by the way. Coach Doc Rivers for the Bucks gets the win for the East. Bucks play again Friday night against the Timberwolves in Minnesota. I wanted to see the court all flashy last night. They had it all flashy with the LED lights on Saturday. I, I found that night. hard to watch. Like, it's just, <laughs> like, turn it was, that down a little bit. There's a lot. <laughs> Everywhere. On the All-Star Game, too, should mention, the next two are in California, San Francisco and Los Angeles, respectively. Bucks had hoped to host one of those contests here in Milwaukee. We've right. been trying to get an All-Star Game in Milwaukee for the last uh, six years, I think, or thereabouts, and we haven't gotten one yet, and we should. Milwaukee Journal Sentinel reports that we have put in a bid for the next slots that are available, so it would be 27 or 28. We better get it. We did everything that the NBA asks to get that. We built a half-billion-dollar arena. We won a championship. We're hosting an RNC this summer. Right? And don't give me this about the weather. If you can host it in some of these other places, you know. And you've got the convention center, which is now expanded and going to be fully open. Yep. Half-billion-dollar investment in that facility. Well, it's like two blocks away from the arena. All right, you get... I don't know, one of these kind of Arenas America is based right here. They could they could probably <laughs> put a tent over yes. 4th Street all the way down and heat it of if course. that's what you need. So there's zero reason that we should not get the All-Star game. Step up, NBA. 619 on Wisconsin's Morning News. So We Energies here in Southeast Wisconsin says they can simultaneously push toward more renewable energy sources and still allow us to plug in all our stuff. Are you not buying it? Well, no, I am. But so you know I've been on this for quite yes, some time. Yes, how, like, Especially with the cars coming. How are we going to plug in all our yeah. cars and increasingly plug in more battery-operated mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. yet also continue this push for renewable energy to make up a majority of you know, how we produce energy, particularly in a place like Wisconsin. So we had a really good conversation on the morning news. You were out, so I want to bring a couple of things oh, back cool. to you. Brendan Conway is the spokesperson for We Energies. You see him when power we had a big power outage or something like that. He's the one who's updating you on, hey, we, this is what we're doing mm-hmm. on that. And then Dan Kruger is executive vice president of planning. We Energy is, of course, the primary gas and electric provider here in southeast Wisconsin. They say they have, since 2005, cut their carbon emissions by 50%. And their goal is to continue to reduce carbon emissions by another 30% by 2030. What's changing with this energy transition is that we've gone from a fleet full of plants, mostly coal plants, that we controlled when they ran, to new plants, solar, wind, that they kind of tell us when they want to run. Yeah, so so is is this compatible as we plug in more things and we have more battery-powered everything? Is that compatible with also continuing to reduce the carbon footprint? We think so. We just need the time. So we have we have an excellent plan. See, they have a good plan. He's executive vice president of planning. So are you are you <laughs> so content has, with the we think so? Well, so here's the deal. Where they have coal, We Energies is going to continue to transition to natural gas, okay. uh, where that is cleaner burning. Yeah. Um, greater return on wind and solar is also part of their future. So they're like, okay, what wind and solar is right now, what it's able to produce, we think we can squeeze more out of that. So we're going to get more energy production out of the wind and solar that we're able to continue to build. The future also is batteries that might store power from wind and solar that's produced but not needed at the moment. Correct, right. So when it's windy and those windmills are cranking and they're producing all this electricity, can they store that in a battery and then spit that back out later when it's nighttime and the solar's mm-hmm, not producing mm-hmm. or when it's not windy. So that's part of their future. And then they'll have natural gas as the backup. So natural gas isn't going to go away. They need to still be able to produce electricity 
when the wind's not blowing and when the sun's not shining. So they think that natural gas, at least as a backup, is part of their future. Uh, they're definitely coming for our gas appliances, though. Not we energies, but people. We talked about this, right? <laughs> Which is an absurdity on every level. Cities, New York, Chicago, state of California, they don't want anybody to have gas stoves even anymore. We energies is trying to talk them out of that. Heating with electricity is two to three times more expensive than that furnace. And guess what? It gets cold in Wisconsin. It gets cold in Chicago. So I think that's the story we've been telling in Chicago that people have been hearing and going, oh, we understand that a little bit better. Not to mention, by the way, about $75,000 to, to retrofit a house in Chicago to yeah, go no, from natural gas to electricity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, never mind on that then. I think we're good. We're fine. Thanks. And as far as cost for all of us, the rate payers on the front end, they're, you know, there's a cost to retool all these plants and to continue to invest in the infrastructure. What they're saying is long term, there will be a benefit when you're not paying for fuel. So if they can continue to get more efficiency out of wind and solar, that long term, they think Ultimately, will actually yeah. lower energy costs. So glad I was able to ask those good. questions. This is me. I just become an alarmist on the air. Hey, I like that. And I call some people and say, all right, fix this. Walk me off the ledge and fix it. (laughs) Yes. Hey, coming up, it was a pretty impressive performance by the Bucks All-Stars in Indianapolis. We'll have a Giannis highlight and tell you a little bit more about his new movie that uh, drops today. A cougar attack in Washington State. So this, I'm curious how you'll react to this. So some bicyclists were on a trail in Washington on Saturday when they were stalked by a cougar. Stalked by this cougar, and then others actually started to follow them as well. Like, Ooh, so, so that's back. worse. Like, you know what's going on. Yeah. And Ultimately, it did attack some of them. A woman was injured. She's in the hospital. She should be okay. They had to pin down the cougar. So could you do that? No, what people pin yes. down the animal. The cyclists managed to pin down the cougar and call emergency services before a wildlife officer arrived and killed the animal. So how did they do that? They used their bike. CNN says a cyclist used a bike to pin down the cougar. Wow. So how does this uh, make other people feel who use those trails? Pretty terrifying. I was up here on the trail yesterday, so I didn't see anything out of the ordinary, but... Um there is definitely wildlife around these parts, so you always have to be careful in a so, way. Well, yeah, true. I suppose it's one of the attractions, but you don't want to get attacked by it. Uh, walking the trail with our kids, uh, we would definitely be concerned. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's it's wilderness. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, right. It's true. you got to remember there are cougars they were there and bears first. and things. Yeah, this is true. Uh, you can go ahead and refrain from this text. <laughs> Jim, first one out of the gate. I had a cougar attack me once at the bar. She was hungry. Hey, okay, fine. Thank you. There it is. 6.38 on Wisconsin's Morning News. If my intelligence is artificial, then why am I smarter than you? All right. It's some artificial intelligence news. I love this story. So a man named Jake Moffat, his grandmother passed away. So Moffat needed to book a flight from Vancouver to Toronto. So, I don't know if you know this, maybe you do, that you can go to different airlines and get like a bereavement rate, right? So you can pay a cheaper price for an immediate ticket. Because, because usually it's more expensive. I need, yeah, to, I need right. to book a flight Wednesday. Yeah, right. but usually there's a policy there sure. you got to show. So he goes to Air Canada's website to learn what their airline's bereavement rate is and like how that policy goes into effect. So he goes on the site, he asks the Air Canada chatbot to explain... The airline's policy. You know, they have these little chatbots that yeah, show they come up. Blue. Yeah, they yeah. I'm here to help So you. sorry for your loss. Yeah, so you... <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yep, yep. So I'm asking about the policy. Your grandmother would be so proud of the man you've become. Yeah, th- thank you. Anyway, so the chatbot apparently... <laughs> it didn't say that. Did it? <laughs> 
The chatbot apparently, <laughs> when asked about it, thoughts and prayers, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> provided inaccurate information. So he had asked, "Hey, should I book now and then prove my grandmother's death?" So yeah, how speak, do I get this rate, or do I right. do I book immediately, or or do I wait and whatever? And, and the chatbot gave the wrong stuff. Said, hey, "Go book now and then you'll have ninety days to figure it out." Not true. That's the exact opposite of the policy. Air Canada's policy explicitly states that the airline will not provide refunds for bereavement travel after the flight is booked. So it was the exact opposite of what it says on their website. But this was the chatbot telling him this. Okay. So he said, hey, what gives? Air Canada was like, so they went to court. He filed Right, because they wouldn't, what, they wouldn't ref- refund his money? They would not refund money? his money, would not give him his money back, goes to court, and uh, Air Canada basically said, well, the chatbot's not an employee. This is just, uh, you know... That guy doesn't even work here. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, That's basically what they said. He said, never should have trusted the chatbot and that the airline should not be liable for the chatbot's misleading information because Air Canada essentially argued that the chatbot is a separate legal entity that is responsible for its own actions. They didn't make it available? I mean, Air Canada made it available to their customers because they had it on their website. They had it on the website, and the chatbot actually did also offer the link. But the chatbot, Debbie, did say at one point, oh, no, no, go ahead and book. No, no, see, no, that's Canada, Air Canada's fault. Oh, yeah. my gosh. So, ultimately, Air Canada has been forced to, uh, at, at first, they said, hey, here's a, what, a $200 refund or whatever for a next voucher for voucher, future thank flight. You. Yeah, that one fell through. That wasn't, he wasn't going to go for that. He denied that, and then here we are. He's going to get a little bit more than that. So, right, and then here, from the annals of PR, how not to handle things. <laughs> really, that was worth it for a few hundred dollars? Like, right. just... Right, to get not, dragged through court and then make that absurd argument? <laughs> that, that bot doesn't even work here. So sorry for your loss. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Eric Bilstad and Vince Vetrano. The Brewers' first full squad spring training workout is tomorrow. Here we go. At American Love Family it. Fields in Phoenix. Put away the snow plow and come on out. <laughs> <laughs> Pitchers and catchers in camp and working out already. First spring training game. Look at this. Already coming up on Saturday. Is that right? We got the Padres in a 210 first pitch hour time and we'll be on the air with it. Oh, baby! Awesome. Of course, awesome. on your home for the Brewers, 620 WTMJ. And we have 26 seconds to go. 208 to 186. Half court Lillard. Yes! Might have just sold it right there. Damian Lillard with a triple from half court. He's got 39. It was ridiculous, the clinic that so, dude put on So yesterday. that's what tipped it in. <laughs> yeah, right. That <laughs> was the one. Yep, he's the MVP. Bucks, Damian Lillard have a weekend. Won the three-point shooting contest on Saturday and tried to win the All-Star game by himself Sunday night. <laughs> Actually, a lot of guys had a pretty nice offensive yeah. performance. Dame time with 39 points. He is the MVP. East team captain Giannis Antetokounmpo. He had some monster dunks. Always messing with one another. Giannis on the receiving end from Bam out of bio. TNT on the call there. Bucks next play Friday night against the Timberwolves in Minnesota. What did the East score? 200 some, right? Yeah, 211. 211. <laughs> it was a record both for most points scored by a team in the All-Star game, plus bo- most total points, because I think the West had 180-something. There's a guy in the West who scored 50 points. <laughs> But not the MVP. <laughs> nope. Uh, the Honest Documentary drops today on Prime Video. The difference between a coward and a hero. 
It's how you deal with fear. And you decide to be a hero. It's called Giannis the called Giannis the Marvelous Journey. We had the director of the film, Kristen Lapis, on the show last week. I got an opportunity to have an advanced screening cool. to, to prep for that. It's super great. I told Kristen this. I can't count the number of times I got chills up my spine. You know, really super inspirational. And you learned a lot. She said, you know, obviously they did a lot of research. They interviewed everybody. I mean, fellow players, everybody in the family. Uh, Dad, before he passed, they have some wow. sound from him. Oh, fantastic. And six hours of interview time with Giannis. There's some great stories, revealing new information. A couple of things that stood out to me. One was just how close he was at multiple times in his career to giving up the game. Basketball is a means to an end for this cat. It's about providing for his family and having a better life. And early on, really thought seriously about going back to Greece as he was just miserable without his family here. If his family had never got their visas and were able to move over here, I'm not sure that he would have had an NBA career. And I'm being totally honest. So really interesting interview. If you want to hear the interview, uh, you can text Vince to 855-616-1620. That's the WTMJ Talk and Text Line. Text Vince to 855-616-1620. I'll have Pancake send you the link to our podcast page. I forgot to mention, we talked about it a couple times last week, that the Giannis thing drops today on Prime Video. I'm in it. What? Yes. You have a speaking part? So somebody told me, I can't remember who told me, like, oh, yeah, there's there's a spot that, you, that you're in the film. And I'm like, how is that? Because I've never interviewed so Giannis. It's either, okay, so it has to be you on the desk yeah, then, Yeah, so, right? okay. Okay. And what was my initial fear? Why was I going to be in this thing? You misspoke and right, said the yes. wrong Atentacumpo name. I, right? I, I said, am I in some sort of montage where people are mispronouncing Atentacumpo when he was new? <laughs> and no. I, so I won't tell you what it is. It's just a okay. quick blurb and it's a funny moment. But whatever. I forgot to mention. Yes, I am in the film. Oh, good. So, and it wasn't embarrassing. <laughs> 650 good. on Wisconsin's Morning News. At 6.54, if you're able, get on the video stream here. You can access that on our website, on the app, or text the word WATCH to 855-616-1620. A little show and tell here in the studio. Pretty solid pickleball match yesterday. Oh, is that Mercure right? was involved. All right. Is he any good? Uh, he's growing. He's learning the game. Okay. And you know John. He's a competitor. So that's what's cool about pickleball is it is a pretty accessible sport. You've played. like oh, it's, yeah. You can teach people to get up to speed right, right. and enjoy playing with people of different abilities. So we had that going. But I got this new pickleball paddle. So, again, if you're uh, on the live stream here, I'll do a little show and tell for you. What do you think of that? Huh? Ooh. You like that action? Got what? the Milwaukee Skyline thing going on? It's a custom here, Deb. I so- dig Vin Man. <laughs> I love it. So I'll give folks a minute here Vin where they Man. continue to log on. But uh, <laughs> visited a company that I've long been a fan of called ProLite. What does ProLite make? It's local. They used to be up in Port Washington, now based in New Berlin, and they've been in business 40 years. No kidding. But so many people have only just now heard of them as pickleball is like really blowing up. It's just very special when you can have local employees here, you know, making your paddles right here in the U.S. Uh, the handles, the end caps are made here. Uh, it's just a, it's a great connection to the local community. And your dad literally wrote the book on pickleball, and ProLite's been around for 40 years. 40 years this year, yeah. The first time I ever played was in the 80s. He's been playing since the 80s, and now he's in the Pickleball Hall of Fame. He's written books, national champion. 
uh, it, it's, it's weird to see how it's evolved, but now it's, it's pickleball. Everyone knows about it. And it's Neil Friedenberg. His uh, father, Mark, is so big time in the sport, his nickname is Yoda. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> it's pretty awesome. good at pickleball. That's awesome. But they started this company that manufactures pickleball apparel accessories. Here, you hold this and uh, show the camera there. Ooh, okay. Demonstrate. Okay. It's nice, right? Vin Man. <laughs> is it heavy? It's not heavy, right? No, it's no, like a kind of... Badminton-y no. type. Well, right. And what they're most known for, Deb, are these are these paddles, which is, you know, pretty important in the game of pickleball. What's interesting is, you know, I, I told you before, I played pickleball in high school at Tosi East. It was part of our Phi Ed curriculum. And never heard from pickleball again for like 30 years. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden mm-hmm. everybody's playing and it's really blowing up. Well, the equipment game now that it's super popular is really competitive. But what's cool is this local company has been doing it better than anybody for literally decades. These are the guys you want to go with. So Neil and one of his partners, Greg, over there, had a few of us out for a tour at their new facility in New Berlin where they're making these. Custom paddle, more importantly, really nice one, and and it's got my one of my nicknames on there, the Vin, the Vin Man. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Who uses that nickname? And nobody you? anymore, but it's Obi-Wan Kenobi. I haven't heard that name for right. a long time. It's a polycarbonate. What that does is it adds extra thickness to the paddle, so you have longer dwell time, just a silky, buttery feel. It's a great paddle. Well-balanced, too. Now, this is a custom with you know my nickname on it, Vinman, but yeah. uh, I, I would suggest this as a line of paddle. Oh, uh, we can do that. I mean, we I don't want to tell you how to do your job, but I think this is going to be pretty popular. Oh, yeah. If it has your name on it, it's going to sell. It's going to so, sell. <laughs> Judge's ruling on this silky, buttery feel. It does, can Deb. You? It is yeah, a buttery gotta, feel. Let you, me tell you. You do need to hold this paddle, Debbie. Because <laughs> it's slippery? Seriously, though, no, this is a really good paddle. That's cool. So ProLite right here, made in the USA, made wow. in Wisconsin. I want to thank Neil and Greg and the whole team over there at ProLite for, for having us out. Very special. And I, I was using a... Um, how did the Vin Man do grade, yesterday? <laughs> I was using a lower grade Pro Light, which was also very good. I upgraded to this now. It's worth it. There you go. <laughs>